Hello, everyone, and welcome to the very belated part two of the belated Passover movie special. Um, if I had my act together with the scheduling, I was also hoping to be able to do an Easter special. Um, there's no reason why I can't and throw in a couple Easter movies. Um, but it's just going to be super belated. But this will be a quick one. Just bang these out real quick. Um, thank you guys for your patience. And um, so as I promised last time, I went ahead and we watched the Simpsons Bible Stories 18th episode of The Simpsons 10th season and the 1956 Ten Commandments uh, directed and produced by Cecil B. DeMille and starring none other than Charlton Heston and Yul Brenner. So The Simpsons Bible Stories, I have to admit, I only watched half of. Um, I've never really been the biggest Simpsons fan. However, uh, some episodes are better than others. I was always a big Simpsons Halloween special fan, but not necessarily The Simpsons, just as the episodes themselves. Maybe it's because it's been on for so long that I feel like it's sort of a staple and a background piece at this point, and it's one of those things where I'll up, I will appreciate the show much more when it eventually ends. Um, but this episode, as I said, premiered, last time I said it premiered on Easter Sunday, April 4th, 1999. It just so happened that... Um, Easter Sunday this year, 2021, was also April 4th. Um, the directing credit goes to Nancy Cruz. Writing credits go to Tim Long, Larry Doyle, and Matt Selman. Um, the chalkboard gag was, I cannot absolve sins, and uh, which was appropriate. Um, less appropriate was the couch gag, where they all slipped on banana peels and then fell onto the couch. I'm not... I can't believe that after... Um, 10 seasons they hadn't quite done that one yet but um that's okay it's whatever so i watched this on disney plus and i believe i had read that disney plus was notorious for not presenting these older simpsons episodes in their original 4-3 format uh that they sort of chopped off a picture on the top and the bottom to sort of blow up the image and make it fit a widescreen TV. So it did look a little like it was too zoomed in. Everything just seemed way too close up. It kind of felt like the whole thing was zoomed in. So that was pretty weird. But um, the short plot synopsis is, it is an unseasonably hot Easter at church, and no one is interested in Reverend Lovejoy's sermons. When the collection plate is passed around, Homer puts in a chocolate Easter bunny that he found in the dumpster, enraging Reverend Lovejoy calling it a wicked idol and provoking him to read the Bible from the beginning. The Simpsons all fall asleep. So that's sort of the setup for the episode. Um, there are four dreams plus an epilogue. Uh, I only watched the first two, Marge's Dream, which was Adam and Eve. It was fine. Um, a lot of times I don't think The Simpsons is very funny. Maybe I'm just not smart enough to get a lot of the jokes they're making. The second Lisa's dream is where the Passover special becomes comes in because she imagines herself basically as Moses. Um, all the students at Springfield Elementary School are the Hebrews. Uh, Principal Skinner is Pharaoh, and he's working them real hard, making them do classes. It's terrible. Um, I'm sorry, I completely misspoke. Lisa is almost the Aaron character. Uh, Millhouse is Moses, and they... Um, it's, it was fun, it was cute. There were some gags with um, Ferris Sarcophagus that um, uh, Bart pulls a prank on and defaces. There's a burning bush. Other students get punished. There are these plagues where Milhouse and Lisa are, like, dumping frogs into 
uh, Principal Skinner's office through like a skylight and then he takes the frogs and he just has a giant frog leg roast so that doesn't really work out. It was fine. It was it was good. I think the Rugrats one was better because it was more authentic and sincere, and I appreciated that about it. The jokes in here, I didn't. They were fine. I mean, I think you have to be a really big Simpsons fan to really get involved with these types of things. Whereas the because um, a lot of the jokes are built around the characterization of of the the characters. Whereas I would say. Something like the Simpsons Treehouse of Horrors, those are a lot more one-offs, and it's much easier to come into those and just have a good time. So then I moved on and I watched the, what is it, four hours, 220 minutes with intermission. Uh, as I said, 1956, Ten Commandments, directed and produced by Cecil B. DeMille. Screenplay credits go to Anais McKenzie, Jesse L. Lasky Jr., Jack Garris, and Frederick M. Frank. It was based on the novel Prince of Egypt, which came out in the mid-19th um, century, so the mid-1800s. And obviously, Prince of Egypt would itself be uh, adapted into the... Uh, mid-90s animated version that a lot of people grew up with. I have still actually never seen that, never watched it as a kid. And maybe that should have been on here instead of The Simpsons. We'll have to we'll have to do it next year. Um, starring Charlton Heston as Moses, Yul Brenner as Pharaoh, Ann Baxter, Edward G. Robinson, Yvonne DiCarlo, Deborah Paget, and John Derek. There is an opening narration, which was very, very interesting, a la um, the Frankenstein movie, where Cecil B. DeMille comes out and sort of gives a political, um, uh, sort of gives a, a political statement about how important the film is and that man's rights are derived from God, not from governments or oppression or anything, and that the film is very ap apropos for the time because, I don't know, I guess he was trying to make something about he didn't want the government getting involved in people's lives and, you know, redistributing wealth and making life easier for poor people who can't afford a lot. I don't know what he was trying to say, but I do take the point that there are oppressive governments and this is a story of an oppressive government enslaving a group of people. Um, perhaps Cecil B. DeMille and Charlton Heston were referring to uh, Jim Crow and the oppression of African Americans in the United States at the time. That would certainly be appropriate. Um, but the film itself is a classic because it's so long, it has an intermission, it's shot in this amazing, amazing uh, Panavision format with amazing color when not everything was still getting color yet, not everything was in really good widescreen at the time. Um, the special effects were pretty awesome. Um, the, 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 you can tell when it's rear project, projection, i.e. the early green screen or blue screens, um, where the actors were composited and it looks a little weird, but I actually don't mind. I think that, um, I think that that old sort of blue screen and composition techniques, there's a real charm to it and the colors always pop no matter what, even if the background looks a little out of focus and grainy and there's an outline around the actors. It doesn't matter to me. I enjoy it. Um, I'm typically not a fan of narration in film, 
but the narration works for this because it's sort of older and classic and you can give it a pass. The narration is very grand and the film doesn't really use the narration in the place of exposition or storytelling. I think that's the biggest problem is when they try to cut out, say, 20 minutes of the film by putting in narration instead of, as is always, the... Um, what is the, the, the maxim? Show, don't tell when it comes to film, definitely. But it was really good. Um, these were all really great films. Um, I think if you had to pick one to watch, The Ten Commandments gives you more of the historical perspective. A lot of people might find it boring. It's definitely very, very long, and it definitely has an old-style feel to it. Exodus, Gods and Kings is absolutely more of a modern film, but it is a long two, two and a half hours, so it's a long modern film, which I, I guess that's actually normal now. Most films are two, two and a half hours, which might, um, I may have a problem with that. Not everybody else does. Um, but Exodus Gods and Kings is equally boring, and the tone is all over the place a little bit, or some people could say it's equally boring, and the tone is all over the place. But it has more of a modern sensibility. And if you like Christian Bale, if you like Joel Edgerton, if you like Ridley Scott, you might have a better time with it. As an old film, I wouldn't say I'm a buff, but I'm an enthusiast. I couldn't say that I picked one. I would prefer one or the other because they're two very, very different films. But I do love when cameras don't really move that much during a shot and you don't have constant editing of shot reverse shot shot reverse shot i really appreciate it when a scene is staged almost like it was on a theater stage and you have the characters all the characters in one shot talking to each other so you're not forced to watch someone speaking and then watch someone's reaction you get to you get to look at whoever you want. You get to look at someone's reaction while another character is talking. And I definitely feel there are some films where they just need to slow down and they need to take the time, like old films like this or Lawrence of Arabia do, to just have a shot set up and establish it with the characters and the backgrounds and the set. Star Wars, for all you want to talk about, the shot reverse shot of George Lucas in the prequels, he still has sometimes when George Lucas pulls out some nice old-fashioned um, cinematography, which I really appreciate. So the film is pretty much a very, very true-to-form retelling of, of the Exodus story. God speaks to Moses as a pillar of fire, pillar of light, much different than Ridley Scott's interpretation of a an angel, not Gabriel, but just sort of an angel messenger in the form of a child. But the film, it, it was actually hilarious going back and watching this after seeing um, Exodus Gods and Kings, is Ridley Scott should have just said he was remaking the Ten Commandments because it follows the exact same periods of the time period and hits all the exact same beats. I think that Ridley Scott could have ended the film with them crossing the Sinai if he wanted, but his specific inclusion of the Golden Calf story and the ending the movie on Moses in a caravan leading through the wilderness for 40 years, it just really felt like they wanted to hit all the exact same scenes and story beats that occurred in the Ten Commandments, minus the um, 
the weird love triangle that occurred in Memphis with Pharaoh's family between um, Moses, I forget the name of the woman, and um, Pharaoh. So that that did not exist. But otherwise, they were kind of similar. They're two different um, sides of the same coin, almost. But it was very, very good. It was very, very good. Yul Brenner is great. I, I love these types of movies. I'm not a big fan of The King and I, but I think Yul Brenner is great in this. Obviously, The King and I film has a much more staying power for him. Um, Charlton Heston's beard is epic. He's he's really great, and it's pretty straightforward. You just need to watch these movies. So thank you for the delay. I apologize. This is such a short episode, but I'll get some more content out soon. So thank you for tuning in. Bye bye.